0: Good evening everybody. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for joining me on a Wednesday. As you can probably tell already, uh Dimitri is not doing Smoke Free Radio tonight as he's on vacation and I thank him very much for letting me do Click tonight. Just to be honest, I mean everyone was asking me why I didn't do it last night. Um friend of mine has got a beautiful garden, barbecue, patio, the whole the whole nine. Uh and the, which is a rare thing. Um in the, in the Lower East Side of Manhattan, it's a rare thing. It's even more rare down here. And him and some of my best friends in the neighborhood going to have a, a barbecue. And so I punched up Demetria. I'm like, hey, man, you, you mind if I do ClickBank tomorrow? He said, no problem. I'm on vacation. Doesn't matter. So thanks. And uh, that's the real reason. And it was fantastic. Because one of my friends is a chef at a real fancy restaurant in uh, Greenwich Village. Um... I, I've eaten there. It's uh, Delamina. If you're ever in town, that's it's a fantastic, uh, it's uh, Italian and uh, like Nouveau American, you know, it's fancy, but it's also, they got lots of, he likes to cook with organs. They got a bone marrow special. They always have a uh, bone marrow. It's absolutely fantastic. And anything pork, go for anything pork. It's just a great place. Delamina. I think it's on, uh, it's on Hudson or 8th Avenue or something, but way West. Anyway, so he's there. Which means, you know, normally, if there's a barbecue, I I end up being the guy doing all the grilling and and getting preparation, because I'm good at it, but I'm not as good as him. That's for damn sure. And my friend, who's uh, who had the barbecue, he grows a lot of fresh fresh vegetables, so it's hot peppers and uh, tomatoes and uh, uh I guess that's all we used. Oh, and uh, well, the onions we got from the store. Anyway, we had some fresh fresh stuff. And he chopped them up. He made this these burgers. They were delicious. They're seasoned perfectly, n- nice and spicy with a little bit of that jalapeno in it. And he did. I, he learned. I learned how to do this new thing. What he does with the buns is he takes. Uh, he takes a you know like I don't know. Uh, well, there were there was five. I don't know. So the, for you take a clove of garlic. Just take a clove of garlic and put it in. Uh, puts it in a little olive oil on the on the bottom of the tin foil. The aluminum foil, and he puts the, uh, the breaks apart the clove and puts it on top of that and then just sets it. You know how on the, in, in a barbecue, you got the little, uh, you got the main cooking area and then up one, there's like the little rack for things that you want to, to heat slowly or, or less heat or whatever. So he puts it up there and he lets it, lets it go for a long time. And then, uh, when, uh, when it's time for the buns, he takes that out and he basically just kind of like, the, the 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 cloves almost uh, they, they get very very soft and he takes those and he just rubs them into the into the bun. You got to toast the bun for this. You want it to be a little bit rigid, and he just pushes the uh, he pushes a clove into uh, into the bun and then takes a little of the oil and bastes it on the rest of the bun. Oh, fantastic! So we had we had sausages, burgers. Um, it was it was just fantastic, and you know when someone's having a nice a real you know a nice barbecue sorry i i got I, I can't resist especially that i wouldn't cancel a show for it but if i've got the opportunity to do it another day i'm going to take it all right so what, what are we doing tonight yeah i want to talk about porn we're going to talk a lot about porn and the, the, this is you know the, the whole broadcast is not safe for work if, if if you do happen to be new to the show it's a little bit different than smoke free radio um Some new five pawns foolishness. I'm not going to spend too long on that. I'm going to actually concentrate on something positive with some new e-liquid test results. Um, Talk about a couple of activism items, the Alabama uh, e-liquid tax, which is really, really fucking nasty. And uh, whatchamacallit. Uh, There's a new CASA call to action on 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 a bill in the House that we all need to support. Uh, well, so that's, uh, and uh, I'm going to do a, I haven't done a police, uh, a police atrocity police uh, abuse roundup and it's been really bad this week. So I haven't done that in a while. I'll do that. that that'll that be the last segment tonight. Um, all right. So let me, let me get started. But before we talk about the, the porn, well, I already started talking about food. I got another couple, I got a couple of other food items here. So I, uh, the, the, the crawfish, as you all know, I'm, I'm extremely fond of the crawfish and i noticed that the crawfish season season had just ended and when i went to the market to buy my you know i usually buy a lobster or two and some salmon that's a new thing i got the salmon thing going now i'll explain that in a second so i I was going to go buy some crab legs and some lobster and some salmon and they had the crawfish there now they don't have live crawfish. I don't. I don't know that you can get live crawfish in New York. I know you can buy live crawfish and have it shipped from Louisiana or Texas, but um, I don't know any other way. I don't know any markets that sell it live, so it's pre-cooked. But I did some research, and then you know, I got a good method on how to how to get them going. You know, how to you know still get some good flavor in them, even if they've already been cooked. So, so I said, what the hell? You know, I'm not going to get any more crawfish. I, I might as well give this a shot once. So I uh, I bought a couple of pounds of crawfish and a pound of shrimp. Figure I'll do a shrimp and a crawfish boil. And I have these bags that I got that are like seasoning bags that are meant for uh, shrimp or crawfish boils, where it's like all the seasoning in a in a bag that's perforated. So you you take that and you put that in your in your uh, pot of water and you bring your pot of water to a boil. You throw in the ba- that bag, whatever else you want. I usually throw in some bay leaves, a lemon or two. Um, maybe some, uh, onion salt. That's about it. I mean, it's the, 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 flavoring bags got a ton of, ton of stuff in it. So I'm like, you know, Hey, how hard could this be? And I looked up online how to do it. And I, so I, I do the whole thing. I put the, fr- the, the shrimp in first cause they're uncooked and fresh shrimp. And then I put the crawfish in and it said, you know, leave them in just for a few minutes to get them hot and then take it off the heat. And, uh, oh, and I, and once the water's boiling, um, I let it boil for like another 10 minutes with nothing in it, just the seasonings, you know, to get that real soaked into the water because, you know, I want that in the in the fish, in the crawfish and in the shrimp. So I uh, so I put them in there, let them go for a few minutes, then I take them off the heat and leave it covered, just nothing for no heat, but let it soak in there, you know, for a good 10, 10 minutes afterwards. And then I pulled them out. And I got to say, you know, the shrimp were fine. The shrimp were good. But the crawfish, I mean, its they didn't take on any flavor at all. I don't understand what I could have done differently to make it. But it was really disappointing because I've i have had every crawfish experience I've had. You know, this is the first one where I've made them myself. This is probably the last time I'll make them myself unless I can get my hands on live ones. They just didn't take on any flavor, you know? And besides that, they weren't very good. Um, You know, they look good. When I got them, I, I usually... When you got the big claws, I mean, there's virtually no meat in the claws, but the bigger the claws, typically the bigger the tail. And I looked at them, and I, I didn't look at them real closely. I just saw these things. They got big fucking claws. I'm like, all right, these look good. But then, you know, after I boil them, I notice the tails are tiny, you know. And I'm very fond of the, uh, what do they call it, the, the butter inside the crawfish head. It's actually the hepatopancreas. I'm, I'm fond of that. And it wasn't even there. I mean, I, I think I destroyed it through the cooking process. So, it was pretty shitty. I mean, they didn't taste bad. They just, it was nothing like, you know, going to the restaurant or going to a, a backyard boil or something like that. Like, those are always awesome. And this, they're just like, eh, whatever. So when I eat shellfish at home, I don't throw the the carcasses away. I don't throw the shells away um, in the garbage because, well... Two, two main reasons. Number one, they stink. They'll stink up your apartment. Number two, my cats will get into it. So not only will it stink up the apartment, it'll be all over the, uh, I did it once, I'll never do it again, you know. They're all over the floor and they hide the fucking things. Ugh, it's disgusting. So anyway, I don't I don't put them in the garbage. I got a bucket. I got a bucket just for eating shellfish, whatever it is. So I got a, you know, it's, it's just a bucket. Big five-gallon bucket. So after I ate all the, the shrimp and the, and the and the and the crawfish I had this bucket and what I, I don't let it sit in the I immediately go up go up to, we got a garbage room you know where all the garbage and recycling is for uh, for my building used to put it out on the on on the street but now the building's good they built this thing so it's it's nice actually I don't think. So I live uh, I live in a basement apartment so as soon as I go up the stairs in my apartment to the ground level um, I open my door and the door for the garbage rooms right there. So I open that and I go in there with the bucket and I open up the, the big garbage can and it was mostly empty except someone had, uh, had Chinese takeout that night. So there was a bag at the bottom and it was kind of poofy, but, uh, other than that, it was empty. So I, I just, I dumped the bucket onto that and I look, I look down at it and I'm like, Oh my God, that looks nasty. Cause crawfish are nasty looking things. They basically just look like huge cockroaches, you know? They're and especially if you're looking at the belly, it just it it's a nasty looking thing. It isn't not attractive animal. So I I dump it in there and I and I look at it and I'm like, "Whoo." Like whoever puts garbage in here next is going to get freaked out. I didn't really think much of it. Went back in, washed out the bucket and you know, that was that. So the next morning, when I'm ready to, uh, to to leave my apartment, I'm literally at my front door, and I hear a scream, and I know it's from the garbage room because it's right there. So I open the door, and then there's this girl running like the, she the, I, the door was open, so she just dropped her garbage on the floor. Apparently, it was, you can't you can't make this. I as soon as for some reason. I just happened to be walking out when she was taking out her garbage and leaving, and she is ran 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 screaming out the apartment and sure enough, I took a look i mean what else could it be but I took a look and that I'm like, oh yep, yeah, there are my baby mud bugs <laughs> It's like I should feel bad, but I don't know it's kind of funny uh hey you know what you should be watching? on TV if you haven't watched BattleBots yet the season's over so there's there were six episodes that the you know, big giant 250 pound remote-controlled robots kicking the shit out of each other it was on ABC it actually did pretty good I think they're going to pick it up next year because they actually did really good in the ratings uh so we'll, we'll probably see another season which is great because the last time it was on regular TV was 15 years ago it was a really good season so now, I mean, what you know, I'd say go to YouTube. But thinking about it now, go to the ABC website actually and watch the episodes there because, you know, we want them to get clicks, we want them to to, to air it again. But if you're lazy, just go to YouTube. Great season, definitely. Uh, well, no spoilers, but you know, not everything went as people thought. Let's just put it that way. And it was and it was fantastic. So watch Battlebots. That's number one. Number two, the second to best cartoon. On television is Rick and Morty and they just started their third season and it is better they're getting better it is a uh, it's a very fucked up cartoon um, the first you know, the best cartoon is mr. pickles which is also on uh, Adult Swim which is even more fucked up it's about a satanic dog uh, he actually might be Satan it's unclear he's either Satan either he's Satan or just very powerful in the underworld. that's good and last but not least, I don't understand uh, this bad press that True, True Detective is getting. Yeah, fine. It's not as good as the first season, but it still kicks ass. It's been a great season so far, and it's getting better, and they're finally picking up. It takes a little while to get moving with it. So True Detective is fantastic. And also, uh, Ray Donovan has been, uh, this is the be- This is the third season, I believe. Is it the third or second? I don't know new season of Ray Donovan, and honestly, it's they they made a major adjustment in that. In the past seasons of Ray Donovan, it it's, it it uh, starts rather slowly. It's about like a basically an Irish gangster. He's not really a gangster, but you know he's like a whatever. Uh, it's like the Sopranos without the, the shtick, and not Italian but Irish. So it's a great show, and they, what they're doing this season is very smart. They're jumping right into it. Like the last season, they start slow and build up, and then there's the sex and the violence. No, it's right. It's boom. They're just letting loose. Fantastic show. All right. Let's get started. Welcome to ClickBang. now thanks for joining me tonight everybody uh you know i forgot one thing i tried the stone crabs dino told me to try stone crab they just sell the legs did i talk about this already i don't think so i'll make it quick anyway it seemed like a dream for me because they sell these things for five bucks a pound you just get the legs you know the arms or whatever and, uh, you yeah, know, it just seemed, you know, a great thing because it's not like you have to keep alive. Well, I have my issues with the crabs. Yeah, that's, that's another story. But, yeah, I don't have to have a whole live crab. I could just have the legs. You can freeze them and keep them for a long time or whatever. So it seemed like a great, great thing for me. But I tried them, and I, it's the first shellfish I've ever tried that I just don't like. Didn't like a thing about them. And I I went to my chef. I asked him how to prepare them. I did exactly what he said. And they just have this, they have like a real earthy taste to them. You know how like most like lobster or crab, it's sweet. You know, there's a sweetness to it. There was no, there's no sweetness in the stone crab. It's a very earthy taste, which in other foods is not a bad thing. But for this, for me, it, it was. And they're really, really hard to crack, you know and you get little pieces of the shell in it and it was just you know I wanted to like them so bad but you can't do it can't hang with the stone crabs i'm sorry hmm. oh and then salmon i love poaching salmon it's my new thing now i love it cuz i get i get one of those uh i never knew about poaching i never poached a thing in my life but poaching salmon has been fantastic cuz i get the i get a nice i get some leeks some bay leaves, some onion, uh, some celery, uh, old bay seasoning, some bay leaves. What else do I put in there? Uh, white wine, little little uh, white vinegar, salt, pepper. What uh, whatever else I have lying around. Yeah, that's about it. So I put that in, and I and I bring it to a roaring, you know, boil. Let that boil for a while, and it's so easy. All you got to do with the salmon. You take it out of the fridge. You, you wash it, t- tap it, you know, with the paper towels, get it dry. Then what I do is I uh, take a little salt, a little pepper, put it on both sides. Then I have some uh, ghee. Ghee is like a, it's basically the reason why I bought ghee is because it's like a, you know how when you get lobster at a fancy restaurant, they always, they always bring you the little cup of butter and it's like translucent. So I was making that myself and it is such a pain in the ass, but. You can buy this stuff, ghee. I don't know; it's some Indian thing. But basically, it's just, and you don't even need to refrigerate it. I don't know what the hell they do, but uh, you take it, and you you microwave it, boom, you got clarified butter. So I just take some of that clarified butter, I melt it a little bit, and then I just with my hands, I just I just rub it into the into the salmon, you know. So that, that I'm doing that while the water's boiling, and then all you got to do to poach the salmon is once you've let that water boil for a while. You take the salmon, you put it in the water, and then you just reduce the heat to the point where it just starts to simmer a little bit. And you leave it in there for, depends on how big the filet is. Usually I do a very big filet, you know, maybe like a a couple pound filet, big, big one, you know, big filet. So I leave it in there I don't know eight ten minutes basically I'm not sure how long really I just kind of like every now and then I, I just poke it a little bit and you know look at the middle and whenever it's you stop seeing any rare part of it once it's no longer rare in the in the deepest part of the fish, then I take it out and I don't know you can do stuff with the stock but I just I just flush it down the toilet so uh the great thing about poaching salmon is as soon as it's done. I cut the. I basically try to get a a, a filet big enough for two portions, right? Two meals. So I as soon as I poach it, I cut it in half, take half of it, put it in Tupperware right in the fridge. The other half, I eat hot right away, cause it's delicious hot and it's delicious cold. It's it's fantastic, and then I make a, a sauce for it. What I do for the sauce is I take a uh, I take some uh, Greek uh, Greek yogurt, plain Greek yogurt. Mix that in with some uh, uh, grape poupon or any any kind of Dijon mustard. I like grape poupon because it's a little, little tangy. Then uh, some uh, chop up some dill and uh, squeeze a lemon. And uh, what else? Just a little salt, tiny bit of butter. Nice, simple sauce. And uh, it's fantastic. So I've just been having such a good time cooking lately. I love it. And a good summer. Okay, so let's uh let's talk about something important rather than there's there's two important calls to action with vaping. Um Alabama has an e-liquid tax that is extremely nasty. And there's a good a very good and easy CASA call to action. And I'm going to uh, link a thing to a this is being opposed by Grover uh, Nor- Norquist, I think his name. He, he's a conservative guy who has this um, anti-tax thing where he, where he holds uh, politicians that he asks them to sign a pledge not to increase any taxes. And apparently the uh, the guy, the, the governor of, of uh, Alabama signed this thing. So he's putting pressure on him to uphold his oath, you know. So it's nasty because it's, uh, I believe it's 25 cents a mil, per milliliter, 25 cent tax per milliliter. So if you were to buy a 30 mil bottle, like at a brick and mortar, I don't know what the deal with the state income tax, or I'm sorry, the stale, I don't know what the deal with with the sales tax in uh, Alabama. It's really high here. Some states have none. New York, it's outrageous. I think it's 8.25 or 8.75%, it's crazy. Some states don't have it, some states, but this is different. This is a separate tax just because it's e-liquid. So they're raising the prices on all the cigarettes and regular tobacco products. And, of course, we're getting lumped in, as we always do. So if you were to buy a 15-mil bottle, let's say you buy a 15-mil bottle and it's, I don't know, let's say it's a reasonable, somewhat reasonably priced. No, no, I'm sorry. Let's say you buy a 30-mil bottle, 30-mil bottle. Let's say it's somewhat reasonably priced. It's like, I don't know, 15 bucks. 15 bucks you for a 30-mil bottle. You're going to pay, you're basically paying you know, over $7 in tax. That's, that's like half, half of your purchase is tax. That is, uh, it's an outrageous tax and it's, you know, the only person it hits is the consumer. Well, that's not true. Obviously it hits the consumers directly, but then it it hurts all the brick and mortar owners and all the e-liquid, uh, uh, sites in, in Alabama because people are just going to buy from other States. They're not going to, they're not going to you know, if they were paying 15 bucks and now now they're paying, you know, 25 or whatever, 20 bucks, 20 plus bucks for the for the same thing, they're just going to buy it online. So it hurts everybody. It's a horrible idea. So that's action item number one. Uh, so there's the CASA uh, call to action. And there's a good uh, little news story about it, too. So that's the first thing. Second thing, which we should all do. And again, CASA... Put out an excellent, uh, excellent call to action on this. Let me go here. Yeah. So okay. So this is, what this is about. Is there is a for 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 this, how often you hear this? There's an excellent bill that was introduced in uh, in Congress called the uh, it's HR twenty fifty eight. And what it would do is, is, it would change the grandfather date for vapor products. And why that's very important is that it's not 100% clear right now. But if the deeming regulations that are coming any week now, any month now, uh, very likely it'll be in the summer, sometime in the summer. When the deeming regulations, if if they hit as we think they are, there is a grandfather date currently for uh, electronic cigarettes, and that date is like, um, I think it's February of 2007, maybe it's 2008. I think it's like February of 2007, which means that the extremely prohibitive regulatory process that one would have to go through to get an e uh, an electronic cigarette on the market, um, the products that would be excluded by that would be the ones that were on the market in. Before February of 2007, which we all know is basically nothing, there were like three cigalikes, maybe, maybe there were three companies making cigalikes for sale in America in 2007, and it's nothing that anyone would be interested in buying because you know, hey, listen, products suck back then. It was the infancy of the of the industry, so that's not good. Now this bill would change the grandfather date until, I guess, now, right around now. Uh, let me just read from the CASA. Uh, Call to action. The FDA Deeming Authority Clarification Act of 2015, which is H.R. 2058, introduced by Representative Tom Cole of Oklahoma, would save the U.S. vapor industry from uh, being decimated by improper regulations by the FDA. This bill would amend the Food, Drug, and Cosmetics Act to change the grandfather date for deemed tobacco products. This change would allow for all vapor products currently on the market to remain on the market without being subjected to the burdensome, read prohibitive, pre-market FDA approval application process. While CASA maintains the position that a separate regulatory scheme should be developed for vapor, vapor products, we are proud to support 2058. So, it's uh, they did a great job. It's really easy to do this. So we should all we should all do this. Take a couple minutes, and uh, you know for. for there's an actual positive piece of e-cig legislation out there I mean gosh we're fighting all the bad ones at twenty four seven it's nice to nice to have one to actually support so I don't know who you are uh Tom Cole of Oklahoma, but you seem like you're an okay guy thanks okay all right, so let's talk about uh I want to talk about two more. Vaping things, and then we'll talk about porn. Okay. So I want to first salute uh, yet another company, and there there there's companies doing this every day now. Uh, this is just the one I I happen to see in the past couple of days. Mister E Liquid. Now, you see this. Here's an example of a company. Nobody, nobody is incapable of making a mistake. I don't know if you guys remember. A few months back, there was a TV uh, station. I think it was in michigan they were going around to uh whatchamacallit they were going to convenience stores and vaping uh, brick and mortars and they they sent in a couple of underage girls uh to try to buy products and well you know they went to mr Liquid, and they weren't checked for age and they uh whatchamacallit you know they the tv station you know caught them red-handed they never asked for id they sold these girls full starter kits the whole nine not good. Really not good. But you know what? They came out after that and they apologized. They said, Hey, listen, we had a problem with an employee that has been dealt with, and it was dealt with swiftly. Um, and we we're, you know, this is something we don't want. We don't want to sell the miners. We've retrained our own staff. And they just came out and they said, Listen, we're sorry, we made a mistake, and we're taking We're taking steps to fix it. And you know what? If other companies would just learn from that, just listen, everybody fucks up. Humans fuck up, and a company's just a bunch of humans, right? When you make a mistake, just own up to it. And everyone will applaud you for it. Because it shows that you learned. The best way to learn in life is from making mistakes. So you made a mistake, fine. Fess up, own up to it, and fix it. And that's what they did. So I'm not surprised that they're, uh, you know, that, that this whole diacetyl, acetylpropanol thing, very important to a lot of vapors. So what do they do? And listen, they're not the only ones. I, I, you know, the, you know the, I get all kinds of emails. I get I get crazy, people send me crazy shit. I'll never get tired of this one. Anytime you see a new company out there who's, uh, put, you know, testing stuff, putting it out there, send that to me, please. Here's another example, and they're doing it it's similar to the Vapor Sharp way. You know, you go on their website, you click on a liquid, and the test results are there. Boom. That's how it should be. So good job, guys. And you know what? I forgot about this. Somebody sent me, uh, I haven't tried it yet, I have to admit. Someone sent me, and it's the, the company does the same thing. What is this shit? Uh, see, that's not it. This other company, somebody sent me some bottles to try. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Oh, here we go, Mad, Mad Mike's premium e-liquid. So I haven't gotten around to trying it yet. So I can't tell you if it tastes any good, but I could tell you it it, it tests uh, clean. So good for you too, Mad Mike's. Anyway, that that's an email I'll never get tired of. You know, you know somebody out there putting their own results out there. I'll try to mention all of them because you know, good for you. Doing the right thing. Now, on the opposite side of that, you know, you would think that, you know, Five Pawns is it, it can't be happy these days. And I should have, oh, I should have quite a show next week because they're going be, uh, to be a lot less happy. But when, you're, I mean, at this point, they're under a microscope. There are so many vapors who are completely outraged by their behavior, by what they've done by the opportunity they had that they squandered to to get their shit straight or at least start being honest about it over a year ago. And then they did nothing. And then, you know, people just started testing their stuff and just seeing that it's off the charts. And they published their own results as to somehow say, hey, look, it's not that bad. And it's really, according to them, their liquid is off the charts, you know, for diacetyl and, and acetylpropanol. It's bad. So you would think, with all this attention that's on them, they're basically under a microscope at this point. And, it's, and and again, it's not because, I mean, yes, it is partly because they have the most expensive liquid. They were touting that, that their labs are so clean and they're the best and all this stuff. And they had a price tag to match, you know? Hey, look, we got a multimillion dollar lab and all this stuff. So, you know, if, if all that was true, you know I don't care how much anyone charges for that, but if if, if that's what it takes, then if you want to charge twenty two dollars, go ahead. I, I'm not charge whatever you want. I don't care. But if you're out there and publicly stating that your liquid doesn't have this shit, and you're telling people that, and you're, you're you're basing your whole brand and your whole everything and and the and the cost and everything, you're basing it on how good your manufacturing processes are, and then you show everybody what's there. I mean, that's what people are mad about. They're, everyone knows, them, probably at this point, unfortunately. And I really hope, you know, there's some kind of evidence one day that this, that would make this statement no longer true. But I believe today that most liquids out there, most, meaning over 50%, have significant amounts of diacetyl or, or more likely acetylpropanol. So, you know, it's not just them. But you can't go out there lying to people. For years, telling people, you can't do that. You know, so people are outraged, and they're under a microscope right now. So what do they do? When they're under this microscope, they put up a new fucking genius post on their stupid blog. Says, hey, look, we're, we're testing all of our stuff quarterly now, or whatever it is, monthly, quarterly, who gives a shit. We're testing all of our, so here are our results for all of our liquids, all 10 of our liquids, that's what they say people are looking at them and the one red flag is that they're showing identical readings down to the 10th of a part per million or whatever. Yeah, a 10th of a part per million, I guess. 0.1 of a UG per ml, right? Microgram per ml, whatever. So they're putting out results. Now, people were looking at these new results and they're saying, wait a minute. These numbers, they got three, at least three flavors here, where the numbers they're putting for this newest round of tests that they say is on all their liquids are the same exact numbers as the ones that they said they did back in October of 2014. So now I'm a layman. I'm like, you know, that seems odd. Um but I don't know how likely or unlikely it is. So I asked, I, I actually uh, emailed a couple of people, uh, one of them, uh, Gene from Enthalpy. And I said, you know, if you were to do that, if you were to test you know, t- samples from two different batches, how much do they rate to be off? And he said, well, first of all, Russ, if you were to test the, the same bottle, one bottle, right? And you were to open it up and test it and, and get a reading. And then immediately, right, you know, 10 minutes later, go into that same bottle and test it again, the test results are going to vary like two to 3%. You know, that's just the way the process works. I don't understand the process. I'm just listening to somebody who's an expert on it. So I said, okay, well, what about for something that's, uh, you know, batches, you know, a month, a month, a year apart? He said, well, that you're, you're going to see variances up to 10%. So to have three liquids that have identical numbers from that far away, you got better chance of getting struck by lightning in a house you won from Ed McMahon. It's just not gonna happen. The odds are astronomical. So naturally, I you know, a lot of people I posted and then they said, Oh, well, we made a typo. A typo. We didn't really retest all of our liquids, even though it says they explicitly did. We didn't really retest all of them. We just retested some of them. And th- there is no way you could come to that conclusion by looking at what they put up there. They put them up all, all together, said, look, we are testing all our liquids. How are you that sloppy? You know, when everybody's watching what you're doing, especially, especially on this subject, now you're doing this thing where you're, where you're releasing results all the time. That's great. I'm ready to applaud them. And then like, th- 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 how do you do that? How dumb are these guys? It's unbelievable. It's like, can't you just, whoever writes your blog, can't you just have like one other person read it before they put it out there? I mean, every opportunity they have to make themselves look like an idiot, they they, they seize it. It's like a... Uh, oh, the stupid... This stupid hurts me. It hurts me so much. But there's um, here's something you can have a little fun with. Now, they uh, they got this thing on Twitter. Now, it's like a contest. They still got this up. Oh, they, they see they still got it up. This is great. They got this. Uh, it's uh, it's really stupid. <laughs> they got the. Car- uh, caption contest, retweet, re- 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 t- okay. caption contest, retweet and reply. How you capture? How do you ca- how you would caption this photo for a chance to win a free thirty mil bottle? And it's this disgusting picture of uh, an Elvis impersonator floating in a in a raft, and he's nasty. He's just gross, and he's vaping. So. I'll read. You know, you guys can. Uh, I'll, I'll let me put it up here. Let me put the link here, and I'll put it in the. Uh, I'll put it in the replay notes too, so you guys can have some fun with us. There have been some, uh, some wonderful creative responses. Let me read you some of them, just in case you're not. Out here. What the fuck? Come on. Okay, let me read you some of them. Uh, the devil in disguise. Integrity has left the building. Suspicious spines. The blunder of you. A little less diacetyl, a little more acetopropanol, please. Jailhouse rock. Return to sender. Uh, There's a bunch of them here. They're pretty good. You've lost that love and (laughs) feeling. No thank you very much. Uh, there's a million of them here. Okay, so anyway, you got you guys can have some fun with that. Let's see what else we got. Nah, uh, yeah, fuck it. Let's talk about porn. Okay, so uh, listen, everybody loves porn. It's more popular than ever. And um, what I did this weekend. Because I knew I was going to cover this topic. And I have no, this bore no fruit at all. Now, if you guys are familiar with the Howard Stern show, you know what? Let me see if I could find this real quick. Because it's not going to make, most people don't listen to Howard Stern. So let me see if I could find it. Um,. Let's see. Uh, oh, good. I, I got it. I found it. Wow. I never find something right away on YouTube. So, yeah, I found it. Let me get to the right hey point. Oh, don't
1: the do? When you send Eric the porn? Oh, okay.
0: I'll listen to this, Eric. Here it is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't smoke cigarettes around her.
0: Okay. So, here's here's what I was trying to do. The, the On the Howard Stern show, they got this guy, Fred. He plays all the sound effects, right? So there are these gay porn sound effects and they are fucking hilarious. It's from some gay S and And I always wanted to have those sound clips so I could use them on ClickBang, you know, but I never knew where to get them. And then I heard in this show, it seemed that they disclosed the name of the gay porn. Anyway, there are some uh, hilarious uh, porn clips that, the, the, that they play. And somewhere in that clip, um, I thought that they revealed what exact porn they got it from. They said that they got the clips from, um, the actor's name is uh, Jason Branch. And it's from gay porn called uh, Daddy's Discipline. So I go all right, because if you were, if I were to get to the right spot on that, you, you'll hear it's like you, you, they're talking over it. So like, I, I just need the raw clips in good quality from the movie, so I can hear it, so so, so so I can use it, you know, as like little sound effects for the show. So I go on the internet and I start researching, you know, where I can find these Jason Branch movies, and I found a website that had Daddy's Discipline. So I load it up and I, and I record, you know, I have a little program to, to record the audio, you know. So I load it up and it's. This is ugh, this is very disturbing. You know, listen, I don't want to watch any gay porn, but this is this is hardcore shit, man. I mean, this is like brutal, brutal S&M porn. It's really fucking nasty. I mean, ugh. like if this was heterosexual porn, if you had just switched out the guy being tied up and beaten and whipped and fucking clothespins and electrocuted and all that shit, if you had swapped that, that guy out and made it heterosexual and it was like a, guy, a man and a woman or even two women or whatever, I still wouldn't watch it. Cause it's, it's just, it's brutal. So I knew I knew right away I could just tell from the audio this is definitely the right guy. So all I got to do is rip the audio. So I I mean I, I turned my stomach. So basically what I did was I just loaded up the porn. I moved it off off to the side of my desktop so you couldn't see it. But I was I I still had to listen to it cuz like if if the if the exact clips that I wanted happened I needed to you know make a note that you know at x time you know edit it, edit the file to pull this clip you know so i'm sitting there so i go on the couch i'm reading the new york times i got this fucking gay porn blaring on on the on the speakers and you know after an hour and a half i didn't recognize any of the clips i didn't recognize that there were you know there there was some okay stuff but not the the real good ones that fred uses on stern so i'm like shit they must have, you know, it's definitely the guy, but they must have said the wrong porno. So now I got to do a full investigation into the complete uh, videography of Jason Branch. So I go. Now I, I was able to whittle it down a little bit because I can just tell from the audio, I know that even though Daddy's Discipline was not the right movie, I could just tell from the acoustics. That whatever room that was shot in, the, the 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 gay porn sound effects that I want were definitely from that room. Definitely, it's very it's got a very distinct reverberation thing going on. So I go, I so now here I'm on JasonBranch.com, and uh, thankfully, not only does he list all the all the porno he's been in, but he puts the studio that it was shot in, and I happen to know that Daddy's Discipline. Was shot in graphic art production. That's the studio. And that means now I gotta go through, I gotta I gotta watch Abercrombie's Bitch, then Bondage Hangover, Daddy's Discipline. I already went through that. Uh, Feast. Uh Good Measure, Hard Bargain, Hard Daddy. Uh Marine Bondage, Uh, Please Sir, Public Submission, The Rookie, S-O-M-A Submission, whatever the fuck that is, Taken and Used, Uh, Well-Trained, and Yes Sir. Okay, so I make a list of those. Now I start going to try to find them. And you know what? It's not so easy. It's not like basically any regular porn that you want to see. It's pretty easy to find for free on like RedTube or YouTube or not YouTube, porn or whatever. Turns out the gay porn, they're actually able to sell this stuff. You know, people are really paying 25, 50 bucks for a DVD, you know, or, or you got to pay to, to stream it. It's like a rental. So like you don't even get to own it. You know, you could pay less just to rent it. I ain't doing that. So I'm going through. This was this was my Saturday, or Sunday, I think. This was my Sunday. I went for hours going through gay porn websites trying to find these Jason Brandt Branch movies. And then I got to, you know, once I find one, I got to load it up, you know, the whole routine. I mean... I didn't watch hours of gay porn, but I listened to no less than five hours of gay porn. And I'm doing this for you guys, you know? So I can have these great sound drops, which would have been great. And you know what? I went through like half a dozen movies and none of them were the right one. They're in the room. They're in the same room. I could tell the sound is right, but it's not the right one. I can't. And here's the problem. Even if I wanted to keep doing this, there's some movies from Jason Branch, that are shot in that room, and they're not online. I can't find them. I'm at I'm at my wits' end here. I can't do it anymore. I can't watch any more of these gay porns. It's it's too much. It's disgusting. I mean, it's just it makes me feel horrible. I mean, these, these poor guy's getting the shit beat out of him. Oh, God! I mean, it's funny when it's a one second. Or a two-second sound clip, then it's funny. But when you got to sit there and listen to ninety minutes, it's not funny. I'll tell you what, though, you want to lose weight, (laughs) you can't eat after that. Just put, even if you just put the audio on, that'll 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 cut down at least a meal a day for you. I don't know. I'm thinking of just emailing Howard, you know, the, the Richard and Sal and saying, listen, to telling them, listen, I, I can't do it anymore. Can you just tell me the movie, you know? And I'll figure out a way to get it. But, you know, so that was new to me. <laughs> I, I always knew that stuff was out there, but, oh, boy. They like it rough. Now, I actually discovered... I, I do believe this is a brand new form of, form of pornography. I know that's hard to believe. You would think that in this day and age, that what hasn't been tried, right? I mean, the, 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 what what new innovation could you possibly bring to pornography in 2015? I mean, you know, I'm not talking about yeah. They got. I know in Japan they got the you know you put on virtual reality, reality glasses. Then you got a machine to jerk you off and it goes along with the porn or whatever. Okay. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm a simple guy, okay? My computer, a paper towel, that's as much, there's no more, I'm not doing any more technology, okay? But this, this is a new innovation. Um, as far as I can tell, this type of porn is called Cute mode slash slut mode. I, I think that's what it's called. There's there's a place where you can go to get this stuff, and that's what they call it. I don't know if that's the official term, but it's fairly accurate. And I'm gonna I'm about uh, this. Is a, this will be in the replay notes too. I'm just gonna link you right now to five or six examples of it. Here's what it is. It's it's crazy. It's like a split screen, right? So you got the video. It's it's two screens on the left or on the top. Sometimes you got a girl who looks like a a sweet, pretty next door kind of girl, you know, where if you would see her, you would say, wow, that chick's hot. But you wouldn't think that she's a porn star. She just looks like a regular pretty girl. So that's in the in the screen on the left, and they're just like talking and laughing and whatever, just being totally normal. And then in the right window is just doing them. They're, they're doing filthy, filthy, horrible things. Oh boy, it's. Uh, I'll tell you what. You know, it's 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 got to be wrong on some level, but this stuff, this works for me. This, the, you know, I, when, when I, the reason I use pornography to, well, I, I use it for one thing. I use the same thing every, there's some people out there who actually like watch porn, you know, they'll like watch a whole movie, not jerk off or maybe just like jerk off once or something, but they'll, they'll watch a movie for an hour. I never understood why any porn was more than 10 minutes. Cause I mean, how much time do you need? So, you know, I don't need porn to jerk off it just expedites the whole process. You know, it's it, I'm disgusted with myself when I do it. There's nothing wrong with it, but I, I just I use it so that I can get done with it as quickly as possible, you know? I go on my computer, it takes me 10 seconds to find something that looks good. You know, max 3 minutes later I'm done. I'm out of there, you know? I've evacuated, okay? Now this new stuff, this uh, this cute mode, slut mode, has cut my jerking off time in half. I don't know what it is about this, but it really works. And that probably says something bad about me. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, man, it's working. It's working. Here, uh, you can click. Just so you know, if you, if you do decide to click on any of these now, I purposely selected these clips because they have no sound. So, and you know, I typically like the sound. I don't even need the sound for the shit. This is, this is a new innovation in porn. It's unbelievable. Boom. There you go. Obviously very not safe for work. This is my, this is my, this is my jam now. Cute mode, slut mode. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. You know, some of these, some of these, you know, the, the ones, the ones I, I, I linked there are just kind of regular, there's nothing regular about them. I mean, there's, this is extremely graphic, very hardcore porn. That's kind of the, I guess the whole point is it's like, you know, cute little girl next door and then boom, taking three at once, bam, slobbering. Ugh, It's terrible. It's wonderful. But some of them have like the bondage, and like I said, with that, with that, uh, with all the gay porn, I, I had to go through. I, I really, I find it disturbing. Now, listen, don't get me wrong. Even the heat of the moment during sex, I remember the first time it happened to me. You know, had a girl on top of me, fucking riding me. Out of nowhere, takes one hand, puts it around my neck and chokes me. Starts slapping the fuck, slapping me in the face. Right? And I'll tell you what. I fucking loved it. I loved it. But with the with the tying somebody to a cross and spinning them around and fucking devices and I I, I can't do that. A little rough stuff. Hey, that's fine with me. I love it. Still, the the one one of the main problems, though, I have with uh, with porn, and 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 you know that 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 time, that first time that happened. Now I ask for it, but first time that happened when when I need to jerk off, and I don't have, or I don't want to go get my computer or whatever, or my phone. You know, that's what I do. I open up the old Rolodex. That's the entry I flip to. That one is seared into my mind of, the, of that that girl slapping me in the face oh she's riding me yeah that's what I go to and you know what's interesting when I do that I don't I should do that more often because I don't feel guilty you know but when I when I load up this porn especially this new as as well as the cute mode slut mode thing works this new innovation in porn I feel so goddamn guilty you know when I'm done, you know I close the window immediately, clean clean myself up, and I just I just feel bad, I feel bad about myself because I start to th- you know yeah you, you, all you're thinking of you're loading up you're like oh yeah let's go you know you 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 know you're you're having a great time, and as soon as you evacuate as soon as the, as soon as the pipes are clean, it's just I, I, I wouldn't want to watch it at all. I close it immediately. and then I start to have guilty thoughts start to think, that's somebody's father. I mean that's somebody's daughter. you know there's some father out there who by now is probably fucking blown his brains out. what did I what did I do wrong? how did the, how did this happen and they got you know what it is porn p- porn has taken some interesting twists and turns in the last oh i don't know 15 years 20 years there used to be a huge movement in the feminist in the, a, a, a huge thing that was a part of the feminist movement was that uh they were they were trying to get pornography illegal. They said, you know, it exploits women and it's a form of slavery and whatever, this whole thing. It was a major thing. I used to see them in New York, the most liberal place in America for the, for, for all intents and purposes. They were out there they were collecting signatures, you know, to send to the governor or, or, or whoever to make pornography illegal. You know, they were serious about this. But now you fast forward 15 years now, you don't really hear him doing that anymore now the feminist movement is now embracing pornography i don't know what has changed i mean the pornography is as graphic as ever so it's not that you know porn has become less i don't know whatever exploitive violent disgusting whatever but they seem to be okay with it now i don't i don't know why i don't know how this paradigm shift happened but it certainly has so you know i don't i don't know if it's because of or due to or in spite of the feminist movement to outlaw and then now embrace porn but you know now it's like acceptable you know girls readily admit these days that they watch porn and why not it's awesome oh i got a clip for that hmm let me try to find that real quick porn is awesome Once again, I'm unprepared and can't find it. Anyway, so what am I trying to say here? Yeah, so uh, they got this website. And I think this is where a lot of this, uh, uh, what do they call it? Cute mode, slut mode things come from. There's these, these I don't know who these people are. They got a website. It's called Girls Do Porn. And the, their whole thing, whether or not you believe them, I don't know. Their whole thing is to get really hot chicks Uh, several of them have been uh, like beauty pageant winners or runners up or whatever. So they get, try to get really hot chicks who have never done porn before to do extremely graphic pornography. And it's very well, very high production value. You know, they got the fancy cameras and lighting and the whole thing. And I don't know. Like I said, this stuff really works for me. It gets it done quick but it makes me feel more guilty because if you just if if you're when i'm watching a porn and the girl just looks like a just like a filthy filthy slut you know i don't feel as bad for some reason but when it looks like it could be i don't know someone uh oh i just feel bad thinking about it i really do I, you know, I was a friend of mine asked me, we were talking about this. Now I don't have any kids, right? And he's like, if you were to have a kid and you knew that it was, it was either going to be a girl who grew up and did porn, like really hardcore porn, or if it was a girl or a boy who was going to grow up to be a, a, you know, a criminal who went to prison. You know, which would, it's going to be one or the other. You got to choose one. What would you choose? And one would think that you'd immediately say, well, obviously I'd want to, given the choice, I'd want a daughter who goes into pornography because she's not doing anything illegal, you know? It's earning an, an honest living, you know? So you would think it would be a no-brainer versus... You know, having a kid that would go to jail. I found it hard. I-, I don't know. I don't know. I start thinking to myself, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's a boy. Made some bad choices. Got busted for a, for weed. You can go to jail for that. You know. Maybe he didn't hurt anybody, and you know, he went to jail and rehabilitated I'm, I'm thinking of all these. I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of a, of 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 excuses for having a child who's a criminal being preferable to having a girl who does explicit hardcore porn. I just feel so guilty to be a consumer of this.
1: I don't know. Something wrong with me.
0: Anyway, moving on. So there was... Uh, and, and by the way, if there is if there is anyone out there who does know the Jason Branch movie where I can find these fantastic sound clips, please click bangradio at gmail.com. Click bangradio at gmail.com. Send me your gay porn. I need it. So there were three really really nasty cases of uh, police brutality in the past few weeks the first one and this is the most confusing you should really you know read up on this there, there's a lot of a lot of press on this because it's so bizarre uh Sandra Bland was one of these uh, a, a, an activist who is against police. Abuse against police brutality. And she got pulled over for a very minor traffic offense, uh, basically not signaling. So cop pulls her over and, you know, she's, she's upset, but it's like, it's still at the point that it's not like a, there's nothing physical going on. And, you know, she just wants to get the ticket and get out of there. And the cop is clearly escalating the situation. At one point he says to her, you know, You got to put out your cigarette. She's like, why? It's my cigarette. It's my car. I can smoke in my car. And at that point, he, for some reason, feels at that point he's justified in making her get out of the vehicle. Now, the truth of the matter is, is that uh, anywhere, this is, uh, I believe the court case is, uh, I think Pennsylvania versus Mims or Mims versus Pennsylvania or something anyways it was, it was a Supreme Court ruling that says a, a, an, an officer on doesn't matter how routine the traffic stop is if they if the officer does feel that their safety is in danger, they can uh, ask you and you have to comply you have to get out of your car Now was the officer in fear of his safety and this it, it clearly does not seem that way but unfortunately, the way that the Supreme Court worded this ruling, it's completely open to the uh, subjective interpretation of the officer. He can just say, yeah, I felt in danger, and that means could be either you felt endangered by the person he pulled over or he didn't want to, you know, it's actually pretty reasonable. I mean, if you're pulled over on a a highway, you don't really want to be hanging out by the driver's side window. It does make some sense to actually have the conversation outside of the car, you know, further away from the, uh, from the median, from the, from the side of the road. So anyway, she didn't want to get out of the car. He ends up dragging her out of the car, throwing her down. Like it, it was like needless escalation. Uh, and she got roughed up pretty bad. I think she got tased. I'm not sure, but that's, you know, where it gets really, be- really weird is that a couple of days later they find her in her prison cell And she had, you know, she killed herself. She hung herself. And it just doesn't make sense. You know, this woman, you know, when there's like an anti-police abuse activist who gets unnecessarily thrown in jail, you know, I'm trying to think, you know, what if that happened to me? Or I'm trying to think like them. You know, you're just just plotting the way you're just going to fight back against this, you know? How you're going to try to get justice, you know? You're not thinking about killing yourself. And she's got no history. I'm not aware of a history that she had with that. Maybe there. I don't know. It's very odd. And, you know, the autopsy came out. Said it was a suicide, but I don't know. There's not a whole lot that makes sense about this case. There's that. Then this was in Ohio where the police officer has actually been charged with murder. And I'm going to, I'm going to play you. I have never, you know, you guys know I follow this stuff. I have never heard, listen, you would think that this guy who's about to be talking is the lawyer that's representing the guy who got his brain, his brains blown out. This is the prosecutor. This is the prosecutor for the state who has charged this cop with murder. I have never heard a prosecutor talk like this before. Listen to this. Uh, where is it? Here we go.
1: This is the most asinine act I've ever seen a police officer make. Totally unwarranted. It was. It's an absolute tragedy um, in the year 2015 that anyone would behave in this manner. It was senseless. And. I met with a family just moments ago. Um, It's just horrible. People wanna believe that um, Mr. Debose had done something violent towards the officer. He did not, he did not at all. And I, I feel so sorry for his family. I think he lost his temper because he wasn't, you know, the the Mr. DuBose wouldn't get out of his car. I think he lost his temper. And when you see this, you will not believe how quickly he pulls his gun and shoots him in the head. It, it's maybe a second. It's, it's incredible. I'm treating him like a murderer.
0: I have never heard a prosecutor talk like that before against the cop. I've never heard that before and i don't know what videos he's been watching i mean this is obviously it can't get any worse than somebody ending up dead right but that that being said i've seen worse than this video now i'll I'll link you to it you can uh, the the read they have um very good video on this because the the police officer is wearing a, a body camera and uh you can see i mean basically he pulls some guy over cuz he doesn't have a front uh, tag he doesn't have a, a license plate on the front of the car i don't know there's some states like i know pennsylvania you don't have to i don't know what the law is in ohio most states you do you got to have one on the got to have one on the front and the back right i don't know what the law is in ohio regardless he pulls him over the guy can't find his driver's license um and it's 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 kind of weird to, you know eventually here's where it, it, you, you can see in the video for yourself. Here's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing an officer. At a certain point, he sa- he tells the guy, "Take off your seatbelt," and then he opens his door. That's not the right way to do it. You ask the guy. You say, "Please step out of the vehicle," right? You don't go and reach and open the door. You don't. There is, you don't. Have, there's no need for that. Let the let them come out on the. Now, if there's a problem with that, then okay, then it's time to escalate. But we're not talking. We're not talking about this guy didn't just, you know, run down some, the guy doesn't have a a front tag and he doesn't have his driver's license. Should he get him out of the car? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, get out of the car. Let's get some information, figure out what's going on here. But you don't just go and you open the door. You don't do that. And the guy got freaked out. And he said, oh, no, no, don't do it. And then, I don't know, the guy was probably scared. Now, what he did was very wrong and stupid. I'm talking about the guy driving the car. It's you never, never run from the police because they will kill you, plain and simple. And that's exactly what happened here. Now, it was very dumb. He started the car, bad. Now, within two seconds of him starting the car, and I do believe he put it in drive. There are some sites that have slowed, slowed this down frame by frame. The cop immediately takes out his gun and shoots him in the head. Now, there was no chance that the cop could have been in any danger of being run down. He's, he's on the side of the car. What's the guy going to do, a three-point turn and then run him over? You can't shoot somebody for running away from you or driving away from you. That's not how it works. So, like I said, I've seen worse. And that maybe the officer, I give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt, maybe he thought, in the heat of the moment, that he could have been in danger. But he wasn't. He absolutely wasn't. Is it, you, you don't just fucking take your gun out and shoot the guy in the head. And the car was not moving until after he shot him. And then it seems that he just slumped over and I guess his foot slammed on the gas and then the car goes 100 yards and well, that's that. But man, I mean... It's, I never heard I never ever ever heard a prosecutor talk that way about an officer being uh, investigated. Then there's this other one. This guy, now I think I've even covered this guy before. This is your this is this guy, this is your definition of a psychopath. Um This was in uh, Massachusetts. Sorry, guys. So there is a uh, this cop in uh, in Massachusetts. Now he's been caught on film in the past, telling people, you know, while in uniform, he's uh, he's gonna blow their. He's telling them they should die, all, all this shit. And um, supposedly he's been reprimanded multiple, multiple times for just really, really bad behavior. So he's not a uh, he, this guy is not, this is not his first rodeo for, to, for uh, by any stretch of the imagination. So this time he, he pulls over this guy, is in Massachusetts. He pulls over this guy um, because the guy apparently didn't, f- um, I don't know, follow the correct traffic procedure in a, in a roundabout. You know, those traffic circles, um, they always seem to be a bad idea, these traffic circles. They only work in Norway. For some reason, it's it's, it's it's they got they got um, YouTube channels or, or uh, Meerkat or whatever you call those live. Sh- they got channels that broadcast traffic circles in Norway, 24 hours a day. And it's like watching poetry in motion. For some reason, drivers there, it just works perfectly. And anywhere else, it's just it's a nightmare. But anyway, uh, so he did something wrong in a roundabout, right? didn't follow a sign, probably didn't follow a yield sign or something. So this cop, now mind you, the, the, the cop is in plain clothes. Uh, very plain clothes. Cargo cargo shorts and a wife beater. And not in a marked car. You know, he's off duty. So he goes in front of this guy, and this guy you know, who supposedly uh, didn't yield in the, in the traffic circle had a dash cam. Um, and he actually knew the law very well. Now, in Massachusetts, this hasn't been challenged By a high court yet. But Massachusetts is actually the only state in the union where you cannot surreptitiously record a police officer in public. So, in other words, if you, what you can do is, let's say you want to film a police officer for some reason, whether it's your traffic stop or you're just walking down the street, if you clearly have your phone or your camera out where it's visible, that's okay. Um, however, if you have like a hidden camera or maybe a clip-on camera where it's not obvious and you do not tell the officer that you are recording them, you are actually breaking the law. Now, um, given that this is includes public spaces, public sidewalk, public street, any high court that gets—if that if someone gets arrested for that, any high court is going to— you know, that's unconstitutional. This is not— it, it's it's not going to fly. It's clearly unconstitutional. But that being said, it hasn't been tested in the courts yet. But this guy actually knew that he knew the he knew the rules, so he has a, the, the citizen has a dash cam. This cop pulls over in front of him, hops out of his car, and starts walking towards him, saying, "I'm going to blow your brains out." And he never never identifies himself as a police officer. So if some guy who looks real fucking mad at you and you don't know why says, I'm going to blow your brains out and starts walking towards you. And then after he tells you, he's going to blow your brains out, starts going into his pocket. What would you do now? What this guy did was he put it in reverse and started backing away from him. I don't think it would be that unreasonable to put it in drive and run this fucking idiot over because when somebody tells me I'm going to kill you, I'm going to shoot you and goes into his pockets. I'm going to go ahead and believe you, okay? But this guy, he puts it in reverse. Okay, so he's got a little more. And I mean, just think about it. What if it was the other way around, right? What if, reverse the roles, that, I don't know, maybe uh, maybe a cop ran through a, uh, maybe a cop in an unmarked, you know, off-duty, he runs a stop sign or whatever it is, and then a citizen pulls over, Gets out of his car, starts approaching the cop in plain clothes, and says, "I'm going to blow your brains out." And puts his hand in his pocket. What do you think's going to happen there? Or if you want, if you want the Armageddon scenario, what if it's two cops in two unmarked vehicles? <laughs> now everybody's dead. <laughs> Believe me. But anyway, so the, the, he, the cop goes. He's going into his pocket, but he he, he turns out a bat. He he pulls out a badge. Now, at this point, the motorist, and for me, I'm still going to be real quiet, but the motorist says, I'm sorry, I didn't know you were a cop. I didn't know you were a cop. So he puts it in drive and pulls over to the side. And as soon as the cop pulls over, the guy, despite just being, I'm sure, very freaked out by somebody saying they're going to kill you, he has a wherewithal to say, officer, I have a dash cam, and it's recording. Because if he didn't say that, he technically would have been breaking the law because the cop would have been... Uh, audio and video recorded without his knowledge so he says that right off the bat which is another problem with the law you shouldn't have to anyway he tells him and he's like oh yeah he's like i'm gonna take that i'm gonna take that from you and i'm gonna fucking kill you and he and he keeps going even after the guy tells him he is being recorded he continues to threaten his life continues to swear at over what you know eventually the uh the regular cops get you Well, not regular cops, so On-duty cops. And, um, you know, they eventually... You know, he's he's trying to ask them questions. He's like, dude, this guy just tried to kill You and he's threatening to kill me. He's like, what can I do about this? And they're just like, dude, just get out of here before this gets worse for you. Anyway, this is... This is... God. I, I, I gotta think this guy's gonna get fired, because like I said... There's other videos of this guy just being a complete, just and he appears drunk in the video. Quite honestly, I, I can't, I can't even imagine. I mean, I'm all for Second Amendment, you know. This is one of those guys. I think, I, I don't know. I don't think this guy. Forget about being, a, forget about being a cop and carrying a gun. Forget about that. This guy is not fit to be a police officer. Fuck no. But I don't think he should. As a private citizen, this guy shouldn't have a gun. This guy, this guy is, he's a psychopath. He is a straight up fucking psycho.